Hey guys, welcome to another week of Two Gay Peas in a Podcast. It's just us family this week. Just us. Just you and I. Here we are. That was very nice. <laughs> How are we? We're a few weeks in now. We are at around week five of our new little venture in the little pea pod. In the little pea pod and we, we thought it's a good idea is that we just we have our little chats with family and we're just checking in on where we're at and yeah. how we're feeling. Uh, and it's a good time for you obviously to get to know us a little bit more, but for all of us just to have a chat just with you. It's been a fun little uh, exercise putting this podcast together and uh, realising how fucking hard it is. <laughs> There's so much shit to do back here, guys. On that side of the camera, it's like... This just me. Have, have you I, seen me the last yeah, couple of weeks? Yeah, I, I just get. I just come in here and look pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bevan's, I just turn up. Bevan's the rock star. Like in the radio biz, there's always like mm, the mm. rock star on a show that just walks in, does the show, and then leaves, and then everyone else does all the work. It's like the when scenes. I when I rock up here, I expect my Evian water to be on the table. Oh yes, Bevan's got his oh, rider I down here next to the table. I have everything set up for him as we come in. He's got his. I, I he's don't. got his pipe. <laughs> He's got his heavy on water. Five. You got your slippers on? Oh, my slippers on. <laughs> no, I appreciate everything that you do. And oh, for, babe. For, no, it's... for anyone that doesn't know what goes into producing, uh, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. And I just I sit there and go, oh, that looks, much, that looks great. I forgot how much work it is. Uh, but it's been fun. It's been really, really fun. The the thing that we've, we've come up against, we're not come up against, but it is about us putting ourselves out there we have been discussing the fact that, you know, we're not doing this for any really notoriety or any reason. It's just that we really want... Oh, my God. No way. Did I just say really like three times? <laughs> really, 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 really. Yeah. And that's we're really, really, really not doing this for anything but to be open and vulnerable and to continually discover ourselves with you guys because maybe in us doing this in a public sphere, it... it, it um, it encourages us to be the most authentic versions that we can be of ourselves. Yes. Um, at 53. Yeah. Uh, soon to be 54. Birthday presents. Anyone. Uh, <laughs> editing yourself has become often for many of us uh, a pastime or a skill that we tend to do around each other. And we talked a lot about when we do this, it's trying not to edit or Mm. present to others of how we want to be perceived yes the scary thing is to be here as us in front of everyone without changing ourselves because of something we wanted people to think about us yeah definitely and it's um been interesting now kind of five weeks into this thinking and reflecting and looking back on some of these interviews that we've done because you can pick up on things about yourself <laughs> that maybe you know sometimes are ingenuous. Maybe you act a certain way sometimes so that someone will perceive you a certain way, even though that isn't a true reflection of who you really are inside. And it's it's really interesting. You do this a lot with acting training as well as you watch yourself back because you can call out your own bullshit. And to be a good actor, you can't be bullshitting ever. You have to be speaking truthfully and it's exactly the same in our day-to-day -day lives you know and you can feel sometimes with um if you're having an interaction with someone you can feel if it's ingenuous i think don't you think yeah i do yeah uh 
I've experienced in my life where I've actually scripted my life in my head. And yeah. you, you know when Oh you're, my God, I still do that sometimes man. too. I mean, it's hard. When you're around people, you're like, you know, I probably need to say this. And yeah, that's yeah. obviously pulling you out of being present um, and listening to people. That's the problem is that you're thinking about, well, if I say it this way, then I'm going to be perceived this way. And look, sometimes that's appropriate for your work or what you do. You need to prepare mm. responses. Uh-huh. But if you're continually going through and running through your script you're you are continually editing yourself and trying to present something different to everyone else yes and i have definitely been there it's exhausting yeah if anyone's doing it or done it it's exhausting you you just are exhausted because all you're doing is thinking about the next thing you're thinking ahead thinking mm. ahead and how i present and it is a real challenge to consistently try and we, we talk about presence a lot in this show you'll hear that in pretty much every one I'm of sorry, our episodes. It's, and it's just not a, um, a buzzword. No, but it really means that much to us and we think about it a lot. Um, Penny, who was our second interview here on Two Gay Peas in a Pod, talked to us a lot about presence and she really taught us so much about it. And uh, it's, it's right, even in this moment, even this in this interview that yeah. you and I are having right now, I'm having to catch myself because I'm thinking ahead about what am I going to talk about next? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to not do that. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite thing to draw you into presence is brushing your teeth. That's my favorite thing. Oh yeah, Bevan, yeah, yeah. Bevan calls me out when I brush my teeth and I look at my phone. Like, yes. get off your phone, just brush your teeth and be in the moment. And what about people who? Are, what is this? People sitting on the toilet and oh, babe, I use my phone on the toilet all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being present with your bowel movement. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing enjoy- wrong with that. Actually, it's like when you watch. I know it sounds really funny, but if you have a dog or a cat and you just watch them when they do a wee or a poo, and they're just there, like, <laughs> and they're just in bliss when they're taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we're all in, can I just? Turn that phrase, bliss, when we're taking a shit, we might be all better off. Is that going to be our promo for the week? Bliss, bliss when, when taking, taking a, a shit. shit. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is so hard for us because we, we think we've got to continually progress and multi-skill and get things done and use every minute of the day to, to produce. Mm. And I, I personally think that's a big F lie. Yeah. But as we know, I don't know how people have grown up, but if you're around people who have sacrificed often family, loved ones, uh, for work and, uh, and, and, and pursuit of that, I mean, what's the point? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you die. Um, yeah, you might have more money in the bank. Yes, you might have a beautiful home. Yes, you might have a nice car. But if your relationships are in tatters or strained, what's the, what's the point? Mm. Well, where's the joy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the joy? Yeah. So yes, doing this for us has is comes as a challenge, and it's a challenge to us. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It brings back for me. It's been bringing back a lot of my time working in radio. I think I was always trying to be someone or some idea of someone that I needed to be in a public job, like being a radio presenter, especially in my hometown where I'd grown up and my family would listen and, and whatnot, you know, I'm always trying to, or I was always trying to um, be an idea of someone that I thought would be well accepted by everyone that I knew rather than really trying to get to the nitty gritty of just who I am and who I've always been. So this has just been really freeing and refreshing. Yes, I've been feeling those feelings of like anxiety that I used to feel because I would try and filter myself so much when I worked in radio in Tassie. 
Um, but it's been really fun and so freeing to just try my best to let go of all that. True. And it's, you know, every single week it'll be more and more layers come off, I guess, for both of us. But uh, it's yes. been really freeing. Like and shedding flaky skin. And if you have... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Disgusting analogy. It's a dandruff, <laughs> dandruff of our lives. If you've been following along with us and you've, um, you know, you liked our Insta page and our Face It page and you, 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 you're our friend... Uh, you are our family and thank you so much for sticking with us and for watching this right now if you if you're nine minutes and 30 seconds into this babble with us uh we really really appreciate and you're you doing really with well us here. you're doing really well yeah 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 <laughs> how have you been feeling like have you been feeling okay i mean it's been a crazy few weeks and a busy few weeks we haven't been connecting as much in our downtime while i've been producing this and, no, and uh, we have to be careful with that we've both been working a lot so how are you feeling and what's it how's it making you feel getting into this podcast um it's good because it's a different sort of creative part of my life where for people who do know me um i work in uh, aviation compliance that's really exciting that's i should be here a real yeah yeah, yeah. i'll put the cheering Woo. sound effect in Woo. aviation compliance with the uh, civil aviation safety authority so my job is very Regulatory based. So doing this for me, uh, I haven't really spoken. I used to speak a lot about my life, what's happened to me, especially my Christian phase. Uh, and I haven't been used to sharing. Um, some people might say oversharing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't been used to sharing personal parts of my life uh, that's happened to me. There's So it's good. It, it, it's good. It, it challenges me and that's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And I've got you beside me and that's great. I feel it's it's fun. We get to have these conversations that we often have just in the lounge room. We can do them here now. Yes. <laughs> we can do them here. here Because yeah. I go off on my tangents about certain things. And I know. You should hear Bev when he goes off on a tangent. Oh. We're hoping to get as many tangents in here as we can, mm. aren't we? Yes. I was on my tangent last night talking about faith and Christianity again. So Faith is a huge part of your life journey so far. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, my faith journey, as I call it, it's weird to say it's a faith journey. Um, it's just like I'm getting my bags and getting on a bus. Uh, <laughs> I always grew up in a fairly, uh, uh, what I call nominal Christian household. And when we talk about nominal, for those who don't know nominals more, people that just go, C of E's, uh, Christmas, Easter. Okay, people yeah. who would just follow the... Yeah, the general holidays. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was very American. The general holidays um, who would have a, a basic belief that uh, when they die, they go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, they need to be a good person. Uh, Jesus died for them, um, but not exactly uh, in scoping how that sort of filters through their life. And there's a lot of people that are like that, that are just great people, go to church uh, and believe basically. And I grew up under that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had a more of a charismatic awakening. Right. Yes. Where I was more uh, the teachings that there was a living God and you could actually have a relationship directly with God through what we know as the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's where we, we look at uh, Pentecostalism. Uh, well, how did that come about? How did this awakening happen for you? Well, it's two part is that I was invited to, I was living in Melbourne when I was 18, 19. And yeah. I, the church I was going to then, Q Baptist, they invited me to go on a camp back in my near my hometown in Brucknell. Mm. 
Brucknell. That's a place. Brucknell. And I met some amazing people. That's where I met Richie Adams um, on, on this camp. And I was at that point, right at that point, going to the gay bars on Saturday, going yeah. to church on Sunday. Yeah. So you're really torn at that point in time. There's a song on that, isn't there? Yeah. Now that I'm torn. I'm alive, faith. This yes. is how I, I feel. feel. Yes. I'm cold and I am shamed, <laughs> lying naked on the don't, floor. Don't get him started. Don't so, get me started. Yeah, sorry. Back to you. Yes, torn. <laughs> and um, I saw a difference in, well, a, a difference in these people who believed that you could have this amazing organic relationship with God who was real, mm-hmm. not just up in the sky. Yeah. And obviously with my homosexuality, there was the underlying tone that I would be able to move away from that and, and be healed. Uh, and I started to associate more with those people, went to church with those people and was drawn into a smaller home church with those people. And oh, I guess I don't want to say fabricated my story. But I really, so really wanted to feel that through prayer and and being there that I could change, that in some ways I was believing so strongly that I had met the living God and was feeling that I was being slowly healed of it, or I could be. You believed it so strongly. I did. Yeah. I believed it so strongly. Mm. I wasn't really changing at all. Yeah, of course not. No. You were who you were. I were. You are who you are. Uh, and that's the message that uh, I guess is important, is that I was still who I was. Yeah. But mentally, I was willing and wishing uh, myself into someone else. Mm-hmm. And as we spoke about earlier, just as we started about editing, that's where I really edited my life and came up with a narrative how um, I felt Jesus was calling me away from this, that I felt that I had this epiphany, mm. that, um, of course, then those who have been involved in the charismatic church, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we won't even talk about what that is, but uh, that I started speaking in tongues. Yeah. And, you know, wow. I have I have really uh, assessed this about how much was me, how much was it me just wanting to be uh, like everyone else to fit in. And was it a real spiritual experience or not? You know, people praying for people falling over, being overcome with the Holy Spirit, all that stuff. Yeah. And I entered into that world uh, and continued with the narrative that I was healed or being healed and went through therapy. And I guess that's where it was a modificational type of conversion therapy. But it was on the spiritual level, for those who will know, uh, believing that I was probably possessed with demons, uh, there was uh, exorcisms, mm. uh, and they do still do that. Um, praying for demons to be released and believing there was spiritual warfare going over my life. So often they believe that there's a spiritual realm and obviously a physical realm, and there is a war between that happening that we can't see. Do you currently believe that people can be possessed and that there are spirits? And I, I, I don't know. Where mm, are you at with that now? Yeah, I, I believe there's negative energy. Absolutely. I don't know how that looks anymore. I don't believe there's. Yeah. I don't believe that Satan's got a hold of the world. I think we're doing just a really good job of ourselves fucking it up. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we I, have the power within us as the incredible yeah. species mm. that we are. To be 
absolutely incredible. Yes. But greed. I believe I, I believe people do evil things. Absolutely. We know yeah. by history that happens and people say, well, you know, they're possessed. But I think what's happened to the breakdown of us as individuals, uh, as as a human race, is that we've created, you know, so much brokenness at times and pain and hurt and inflicted that on our children and on other people. No wonder, you know, people grow up uh, with a lot of pain. Yeah. And that sometimes manifests itself in some horrendously unconceivable acts that people do. Yeah. Yeah. Did I see things when I was in the ministry that I could have said, well, you know, that's demonic or that's whatever. Um, people, so we would pray for people often, you know, to be, to be released from demons. Mm. And again, I and don't know how much of that was, you know, yeah. manifested in their own psyche or not. Mm. Yeah. And you, being a gay man mm. would that be considered in some parts to be that you were possessed by a demon yeah so they would pray for the demon within you to be released yes because you were gay yes even though you exude love and kindness and generosity and i can say from the bottom of my heart you truly are the most incredible person oh. i've ever met in my life thank you um that's where the damage is done mm. the damage is done when you believe that you're not whole, that you're not right, yes. that you need something mm -hmm. right. Even when you're told you're saved, to still feel like you're not right. So if you're still feeling you've got homosexual thoughts, then you're obviously, you start saying to yourself, well, I'm, I'm not either praying enough, being good enough, I need to fast more, um, there's still something wrong with me, I'm not living a successful life. And I did join other parts of, the Christian community that dealt with that, which was Exodus. And if you want to Google that, you'll see that that's gone through its, uh, thank God I use the term. <laughs> <laughs> what did you so, say? Thank God. Um, oh. <laughs> has, has been exposed for what it was. Right, yeah. There was a lot of pain inflicted on people in Exodus. It mm. was a worldwide organization helping uh, supposedly people um, move away from homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah. There was a movie that came out a few years ago as well. It had Nicole Kidman in it and Troy Sivan, yes. from what I remember. And it... It showed this, the uh, story of a young person going through a conversion therapy and the trauma that it causes. It's really awful. Um, Google it. I can't think of the name right now, but I'll pop it in the link below. It's a, it's a good watch. And, and look, I know that people who have known me beforehand would be listening to this going, well, yeah, well, this is you're just still all deceived, Bevan, and still all demonic. Yeah. Um, oh, that's very sad. That's very sad. Yeah. And look, you can think that. That's fine. I, I'm not... You can think that. But like I said to you yesterday, for me, it is what does... I love the principles. I'm a big fan of Jesus. Let's get this right from the beginning, right? Yeah. Jesus was an amazing person. Mm -hmm. So I have no issues and problems with well, that. Well, tell us more because for more. people that for people that might have an aversion to religion, and of course Jesus is associated with religion, it'd be like, well, take a step back. I don't want anything to do yeah. with this, right? And even me from the childhood yes. and the, the religion that's been... Um, in my life, I have this aversion now when any religious topics come up and I'm like, step back. I don't want to hear it. But talk to us, yeah, about Jesus, who you think this man was, disassociated from religion then. Yes, disassociated. So I yeah. believe that Christianity hijacked the true Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that Christianity we see today is not what Jesus was or who was. Absolute radical. All those beautiful pictures you see of Jesus, you know, coming down from heaven. <laughs> yeah. He was a radical, crazy man, um, came against the establishment. And I'm a big fan. 
because I love it. I'm a big fan. If you really do want to know exactly who Jesus was, that's where you need to start, was this man was an absolute radical and heavily talking against the uh, authorities of the day and the religion of the day. Standing up for rights of humans, yes. for everybody, for equality. This is the man that Jesus was, standing up for all of this. Yes, standing up for me. And Jesus yeah. has always been a big fan of me. And that's the epiphany I had when I left my marriage and mm. decided to move away, was that I just felt the bullshit meter was so high. The, the feeling of warmth and love I knew from the Jesus and the God that I knew of the Bible was so different to what I believe the Christian teachings were telling me. So, yeah, the Jesus that I still absolutely adore, because an amazing example, mm. um, is very different to what, the Christian faith has made Jesus today. Yeah. They still, I don't believe what Jesus was on the cross to save me. Mm. No, I believe Jesus got thrown on the cross because he was murdered because he spoke up against the religious elite. Mm -hmm. um, and he got crucified for it. Yeah. Literally got crucified. You can imagine Literally. where society must have been at, at that point in time for one man who was trying to stand up for anyone who was different gets put on a cross and, crucified you know there are a lot of people in our society today trying to stand up for minorities and people that deserve yes. to have a voice who are still being squashed down right like um there would be a lot of versions of jesus in today's society right now trying their absolute hardest to stand up but back then at that point in time he was so radical that he was crucified in front of everyone for it and he was the one standing up for prostitutes and you know lepers yeah yeah um, he went in and turned the tables. It'd be like someone walking in today into parliament and, you know, flipping the tables or turning into a church today and flipping yeah. those tables. And I personally believe Jesus would be horrified at what where we've come. And look, you can look into it when you study um, theology. You know, Paul started the church. Uh, lots of, you know, understandings of Paul, you know, writings. We don't have a lot of Jesus's writings. At all. Mm -hmm. Let's just say zero. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's how I see it, that my, I, uh, uh, you know, my faith journey has evolved in that because I've always been a square peg in a round hole. I don't believe in original sin. I don't believe you're born sinful and need saving anymore. I just don't. Mm. I don't. And the bullshit that, that, that comes about about babies and being baptized. Well, I mean, what the? I mean, seriously, it's a great time to get fed afterwards <laughs> um, and it's a nice spread yeah. and you get dressed up in a nice little dress uh -huh. and get lovely photos. But what the, um, Excuse me. it always comes back to me is that it's always denying the fact that we need to come back to our own personal responsibility. Yeah. We, we, we need to come back and be responsible for our own lives and the things that we do in our lives. Yeah. It's easy to, to blame the devil. It's easy to say, well, when Jesus comes back, it's easy to say, um, you know, it's not my issue. Or responsibility, but it comes down to saying, no, 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 no. You're born into this world. Yeah. And everything that you do has a positive and negative consequence. Definitely. I want to say this. I'm not saying that people within Christian faiths are bad people. I have met some amazing people doing amazing work in this world in the name of Christ. I just believe that we're a little misguided in those teachings. The, uh, the application of those in many aspects of faith is amazing. Yeah. Who are reaching out to the poor, who are doing amazing works. But then we also see the far right, especially in the United States, mm -hmm. 
and we'll explore this with other guests that we have on have on uh, are just lost are so far away from the truth of how love should be shown and extended and grace to those around them they've gone so far away from it it's it's a religion within itself that was a really long answer <laughs> uh, and it's complicated I don't understand sometimes there's things that i still don't understand of course babe there's, i just don't and i don't so many questions in the world i mean we could blow our minds trying to comprehend yeah but this life i know that i am loved i am just fine the way i am i am divine yes i am perfect mm. imperfect perfect i don't need to be saved and i don't need to keep hoping for that yeah you know, I have arrived. Mm. And for those who are listening and who may be struggling with that themselves, you know, you you don't need that validation. You don't need religion in that respect to validate mm. your existence. You're right to you're rightfully right to be here. Well, Bev, as someone who has been through that faith journey yes. and still, you know, contemplates it and thinks about it, all reflects the time. on it all the time, um, if you are speaking directly to someone who could be looking for a way out to find their truth and their freedom and to start expressing themselves authentically as you've done, what would you say to someone like that? Well, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to read. Don't be afraid to look outside of it. Um, I think information and reading is really important. Don't think just what you've been told by one particular faith is the truth. Um, we should seek and argue and have conversations about it. I would say to them, definitely look around, look into other lives, look at what the harvest of people's lives are around them. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really answered that. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. Yeah, you did. And I think what you said about asking questions is really interesting because something that you taught me as well is because you have studied many different faiths. Yes. And um, the beautiful thing is with understanding different faiths is you can take things from everywhere and make them a part of your life. Yeah. I love the idea of Buddha because it, it just represents peace. Yes. And don't we just want peace? Don't we want to go out into the world every day and not have to worry about having locked the door or someone might mug me today? Don't we all just want peace in every aspect of the world? I mean, that's just so that's just one thing I love. I love about that is just that. And I don't even know a lot more about the religion, but I, I'll at least take that part of it. Yeah. I, and I love, uh, and again... I'm not saying that religion in itself uh, of all the different religions is bad. I think it just gets to a point where if someone, if it is controlling someone's life, mm -hmm. um, then that's something you need to have a look at. And again, I haven't, I'm not just saying, I'm not looking at things that justified my beliefs. And that's really important because we have a lot of that today, especially with the way that algorithms work and what people are listening to. Uh, and watching on social media is that they're being fed exactly what they yeah. 
think. You like one video about a certain topic, you'll get more videos about that topic and it will reinforce your opinion over and over again. Yep. Over 30 years, I have looked at every angle of this Mm. to the point where I got one angle was I should just abstain from from having sex at all. For the rest of your life. For the rest of my life um, and wait until Jesus comes back. I have looked at every angle of this, but there was the nagging thing is as I read and looked at different angles, mm. working out that for me, this is my truth. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting right next to me. <laughs> uh, this is my truth. And how do you, how do you know that right now? I mean, how does it feel knowing that you are now living the most authentic version of yourself? Does it feel the most free you've ever felt in your life? Correct. And yeah. I have joy. Yeah, and you have joy. I had not one moment of joy, and I'm sorry to say this for all those people that were involved in my life through that period of time, I had not one moment of joy, and that makes me really sad. Yeah. I had not one moment of joy. Mm. Because you're always trying to please everyone else by being a version of you that wasn't really you. Exactly, and I guess that's the, that's the, the guide, isn't it? I had not one moment of joy, and I had not one moment of peace. And that's why you know so many people that we have known all we do know who have taken their lives mm. over this um, because they can't find the peace. And the only way that you believe you can find the peace is to end your life. Mm. And I was there so many times because I couldn't find it. And that's, and I will, I am not afraid to say who I am and how I live my life now because of that. Mm. We can't have people for the sake of looking good and the ideals of what society think we should be at the sacrifice of their own mental health. Yeah. And that's... Um, because it, then it, it's it's just for nothing then. Well, well, who's Why it, are you living Well, who's it day? for? Why are you doing it? Exactly. You go home, you go to sleep by yourself and your own thoughts, and that's all you go to sleep with at the end of the day. You've got to be happy in there. I had happy family, a generally happy wife. Everyone else was happy. And I was the one that was staring at the cornflakes that day, you know, after I went on antidepressants. So mm. that was it. And that was the moment Bev was in a supermarket looking at a packet of cornflakes. Tell it. Yeah, that was the day you realized you, I'd you been, couldn't be living the lie anymore. No, I was four weeks in on antidepressants because I'd become so depressed. Uh, and I was able to talk freely about my struggle with homosexuality with my wife. And because that was known that I was before, obviously, mm. it was part of my story. And. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was walking in the supermarket, got to the cornflakes and I just had this moment where I just zoned out looking at cornflakes because I felt fuck all. Yeah. Zero. And I was like, this surely isn't the way I'm supposed to live as a human mm. on this earth forever. Yeah. Lying in a false relationship. and Lying. Lying, 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 mm. but lying so much to myself, you know, I just wanted to let go. Um, and then I walked home and said, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. I can't do this. I'm yeah. getting off the antidepressants. Did a very naughty thing and just took myself straight off them, which you're not supposed to. Yeah. But um, yeah, and just walked out. That was it. I was done. You went to the caravan park. Yay. Um, Bevan's mm. told me this. St- I remember the first time Bevan told me this story and he, he really painted this picture in my mind. It's really poignant and um, it was a, a really sad and tough part in your journey for you after you left your wife and you started living yes. and taking a hold of yourself and living your authentic 
life at the caravan park. Tell me about your neighbour in the caravan Denise. park. Denise. Denise is probably way gone now. Tell me about Denise. Well, Paint the picture for me because well, it's beautiful. <laughs> the, the picture is, could you imagine just a caravan that looked like something out of Miami? Like it just had like ferns and oh. and palms. Okay. <laughs> like the fake grass out the, the front. Fake, yeah, it and was the, amazing. And it was like she had the birds in the cage. The and plastic chairs out the side. Yep. And she had a little trolley for five o'clock drinkies. Oh, I love this. I know. I loved my five o'clock drinkies. But that in itself was, I just walked out and I'd been told that my life was just about to go to shit because of what I'd done. Mm-hmm. And again, people are walking the line in a church and that's the line they had to walk. But that hurt. Mm. I was at my most vulnerable at that point in time. And unfortunately, as many who may be listening got, was judgment. Mm-hmm. Because I was walking out of my marriage and I was giving up. And, oh man, that weight on me, that weight on me to walk away, it was it was overwhelming. And then to have that on top of it, it, it nearly destroyed me. So... The thing that saved me was a woman in a caravan <laughs> who was a chain-smoking, drinking, <laughs> beautiful woman who just saw me for me. Yeah. Who just saw me. And um, isn't that what Jesus... See, that's the Jesus I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the Jesus I got. And every time you, know? you hear Jesus mentioned here, disassociate it with religion. We're Please not talking do. Christianity or anything. It's just talking about a radical man at that point in time was fighting up, fighting for people to just be who they were. It's true. And I always you relate know? here. A good Jewish nose, just like my big nose. Oh, good Jewish nose. Bevan's got a great honker. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this baby. So, um, yeah. and the reason why, uh, the reason why there's, so, there's still, I mean, look, you'd never forget, right? I've moved forward, but the pain, you never, I never will forget. I will never forget. And that has driven me to make sure that I live a life that's worthy, that that people that listen to this um, will have hope that life can change and and life can get better. And you're not condemned to hell. You're not going to, you know, it's not going to happen. It's not. And there are people out there who will absolutely, absolutely adore you. For your authentic, beautiful self, yeah. regardless of who, gay, straight, bi, trans, whatever, yeah. it's not important. At the end of the day, people will just see you. Yeah, and she did. And I spent many afternoons just sitting there, and she understood. I just needed someone to listen and not judge. And that time, it was fairly short. It was only under six months. Yeah, before I could find a place, but. It was great. Yeah. And I was embraced by someone. Um, And isn't that the irony? Yeah. That the church is there to, meant to Mm. bring peace and light to the world. Mm. And Mm. my beautiful person in the caravan park brought peace and light to my world. Yeah. Um, And again, that comes back to why we're sitting here and, and, and being vulnerable is that we just want to bring peace and light in every, any way. You want to express that. And if your religion is doing that, good for you. Go ahead. Please do. Keep going. Mm. Um, bring peace and light. But if it's bringing pain and judgment, uh, then I feel, you know, I, I don't believe in that. Yeah. I just don't. Mm. You're misguided. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're causing a lot of people a lot of pain, as you can hear in my voice. Absolutely. <sighs>
I think that's <sighs> enough for my journey. <laughs> Don't be uh, I think that's enough for today. There's a lot in Bevan's journey there, uh, baby. Come uh, on. <laughs> that's enough oh, for my journey. Oh, our first kiss on camera in front oh. of you guys. Oh, don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Very funny. But I um, love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for being so vulnerable and telling your story. People deserves to be heard, and um, I just want people to be hopeful. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's also other layers for me, but you can move forward. Yeah. You can. Mm. Just getting the right people around you. Yeah. And and understanding that you know it's not a hopeless situation, whether it's homosexuality, or whatever. Mm. Um, you can have a a better life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I can't guarantee there's not pain involved in that, but use that, and I did. Mm. I used that pain. I cried and cried and cried. That's it. Don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. Find moments, even if you need to take yourself somewhere or just, <laughs> and if you feel the urge to cry, let it come out. If you're a man, let it come out. Honestly, don't hold that shit in. If you feel it there, it's like, and you're forcing it in, let it out. Oh my God. When well, was it? Two weeks ago. I just had this total meltdown down on a Wednesday and I don't know why. <laughs> just <laughs> Wednesday meltdown. A Wednesday meltdown. Yeah. And it was just nuts. I, I, always, I had to let it come out, though. Is it, well, uh, you hear it in the podcast when we talk to Ash about relationships so that you might need some sleep. Yeah, a couple yeah, of episodes if, back, yeah. the sex therapist we talked to, Ashley Macklin. Check it out. It was amazing. But I think also crying is one thing, too. You might just need a big darn cry. Yeah. Um, and because if you're holding that energy in, that energy then gets dispersed somewhere else. And generally, it's not in a positive way. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes, obviously, when we have that release, it's beautiful. Yeah, it um, is. You, you feel it good. Is. And I know that's easier said than done because you need a safe space to be able to do that sometimes. Yes. And someone in front of. Yeah. But we're happy to do that. And since my stroke, I tend to cry a lot more anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's crying great. is great, guys. Crying is your friend. Yeah. It's emotion that just wants to come out and then, you, and then it makes you feel better. It does. <laughs> but we appreciate you all, uh, family, family, so family and our well, everyone that's family, watching us today's family is that uh, we all love your journey. We all support you, uh, and uh, we're excited to see people take on life to the fullest, however that might be for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, guys, for coming on this uh, journey with us. I have to share something funny as well. So when I've been, I've been putting out podcasts on YouTube, they're on Spotify, Definitely. wherever, you, wherever. And it's like um, it's like Corona. The other day, I had a look on Spotify <laughs> to search for us. Yes. And what I, came up? I put in two gay peas in a podcast, and there are so many people who have started podcasts. That's just like three peas in a pod, <laughs> two peas. In a pea pod, and there's some of the logos. They're all like little heads sticking out of a pea pod. <laughs> Did you think we should have looked at that before we named the podcast? Maybe. I love the name. Two gay peas in a podcast. I'll um, share on our social media accounts the first iteration of the logo that I made, and it's it's honestly just damn awful. But thank you again for being here with us. Um, say hi on our social media. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facey. Uh, let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to, to discuss or if you have anything to add to today's chat. We'd really love to hear about your faith journeys. Um, yeah, yeah. Let us know in the comments section. Send us a message. We'd really love to, to, to hear your side to this story as well. Love to. 
Yeah. Um, for those generally, yeah, also that have uh, been in church and uh, have moved through that, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, and support you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll do for this week, guys. Again, we love you. And uh, we'll be back next week. Subscribe. Give us a like button. Show us some love <laughs> if you feel so inclined. No pressure. Remember, birthday's coming up, presents. Yes, yes. that's right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.